Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Welcome everybody in to, as uh, Stephen Cannell from Sports Illustrated told us last year, or was that two years ago? Man, it's so many. We've been doing this for for a while, but it's the uh, beginning of the sports calendar now. After last night's sports New Year's Eve with the Super Bowl coming through, and I. I just want to welcome everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. What's going on, Kells, Jamie? Good morning. What's happening? Not much. Good morning, gents. Our, our um our our Super Bowl Monday morning hangover, eh? Hey, yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm feeling good. I mean, yeah. it's got... we we can't ignore it. We can't ignore it. It's generally the most <clears throat> taken off day in the united states the day after super bowl yeah i mean so there's a lot of people enjoying at home probably listening in on us are you one of hear our analysis are you one of them that's going to be uh taking it easy today for a minute for a minute (laughs) jump into some things i mean yeah i patrick mahomes man what can we say about him a second Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl MVP, and I mean, he he came back and won that game on like one ankle. I mean, he. I mean, I know he's got to he's got to have some celebrating, but I imagine he's gonna be in a boot soon and he's got he better stay off that ankle he better take it easy today i mean man what he did i know where'd it come from man it just didn't seem like it seemed like you know philly had them disrupted completely and it can't see came out and did some stuff a whole lot differently in the second half yeah I mean, they obviously, obviously they figured yeah, it out. They've they figured it out. I mean, I know a lot of people are complaining about refs and field condition field conditions. Um, I mean, both teams had to deal with the same thing when it came down to the end. Uh, it was one of those. Yeah, they were helped out by that holding call, but the eagle. The Eagles player, he said he held. And, um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and uh, I think it was Pascal. Like, it, they they were managing that clock exactly how you're supposed to when it comes down to that situation. You don't want to give the ball back to Jalen Hurts because – 
I mean, you can't really take anything away from the way that Jalen Hurts played last night either. I mean, the Philly defense, I guess maybe they just got worn out towards the end of the game, it it seemed like, or Mahomes really figured them out. They thought they were playing with a uh, – uh, injured Mahomes and Mahomes was out there just he was you could see it on his face I mean the pain and I'm sure during that halftime show he was getting uh, some kind of shot a little bit of Toradol aka super ibuprofen that's but I mean what do you think about the game, though? Kels, dive in. What'd you think? Philly had such a flat third quarter yeah. on offense. Some bad play calling on the offense in, in the third quarter for Philly. Lots of, like, second and twos where you're going in the shotgun trying to pass it. It's like, just run the ball. I mean, and you you see how how easy it is is for Philly with that offensive line to get I mean every time it's fourth and one and they line up and I mean they just it's like they start a rugby scrum and it's fourth and one and then all of a sudden like Jalen Hurts comes out with like four yards like every time I I I'm with you why why are we why aren't they just I mean shoot I almost feel like Philadelphia when they get into a little bit of a problem could just line up like that every single time and get 4 yards. I mean it's it's amazing the fact that every every single time they lined up like that Kansas City knew what's about to happen we all knew what was about to happen there's only one thing that could happen besides maybe somebody bounce out and try some kind of bootleg or something but i mean why do that when you guys that line just pushes forward i mean it's it's really uh remarkable and and like i said the the Philadelphia Eagles played a really good first half. I mean, when they came out there, they looked so sharp. Everything's falling their way. And, I mean, that's that's going to be tough for the league to uh, catch up to. If If you guys are the Philadelphia Eagles... Where where do they get better? What do they need in this year's draft coming up? Because Philly, I mean, they were there. They're three points away. Maybe a little bad clock management by the Eagles uh, coach taking a timeout a little too early, not having his timeouts at the very end of the game when you would hope to uh, force Kansas City into a situation where they punt or they kick that field goal, but you still have something left on the clock. 
Uh, Kells, where, where, where do the uh, Eagles need to get stronger? Man, when Mahomes was picking them apart, Glenn. Yeah. In that, in that late third, early fourth linebacker, some some nice linebacker that can get in the middle and not let Mahomes scramble for 20 yards or let the tight end get out there 15, 20 yards. They just left the middle so wide open, it seemed, in the second half. Maybe they got tired. Yeah. But linebacker would probably help. And, I mean, you'll get another running back. Why not? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Kells. Man, they had, they had 30 – well, I take that back. They had 45 yards rushing – with the running backs and Jalen Hurts had 70. Now, I know we're going to get yards after Jalen Hurts in every game he plays because he runs that RPO so well. Yeah. But I, I think one thing that really killed them is not being able to get anything on the ground. And I, I agree with Kels that they're, they got a little lack there, maybe tired in the second half on defense. So bustering up that middle in the defense and they definitely need somebody that can run the ball with um, a little bit of uh, assertion because Miles Sanders got nowhere. And I, I don't think the Chiefs are that good on the run. So. But, yeah. This guy, it... And and defense is where I feel like something's got to something's gotta happen. But at the same time, we're talking about a defense that showed up against every other team in the league all season long. And is it, is this, I mean, we're sitting here going back and forth on like, oh, Tom Brady's retired. We, we just watched the greatest football player ever to do it. But I mean, could, could we just be starting off with seeing somebody who's going to play this position better than Tom Brady, where where's this going to end from Holmes? I mean, the the Eagles run game, um, defense. I mean, they got two first round picks this uh, draft coming up. One of them's the tenth pick, so they're going to get better, but. Will they be able to get better than Patrick Mahomes? I mean, how long do the Chiefs have that they're going to keep this up? How long does Andy Reid have? Andy Reid, man, oh, maybe he's got to start getting a little credit for what he does. I mean, he I, he. Like, I don't think he really gets. I think. I don't think he really does get kind of enough credit. I mean, when you look at his um, his resume and you see he had an Eagles team with Donovan McNabb going, going to the championship over and over. Yeah, they, they lost the championship like every year except one. But I mean, he was he was constantly in the playoffs. Now he's over in Kansas City, and I mean, he's got who we're talking about could be the next uh, 
the greatest quarterback. I mean, he's he's so good in the moment, uh, ad libbing on the field. I mean, he he's got a great best friend in Travis Kelsey to uh, help him get out of sticky situations. But I mean, then when you look at they on paper they got worse this year when we first look at it right because they got rid of arguably the best wide receiver in the league but then they won a super bowl so did they get worse i mean pasquel i mean where'd he come from it got better, if anything. I mean, uh, the Ju- results Juju are... Schuster, Kadarius Tony. <clears throat> the results. Yeah, but those are also two wide receivers. I mean, I don't know if we can say uh, Tooney was, like, not in his prime, but he, he, the quarterback he was playing with. But Juju Smith-Schuster, he seemed like he was on a decline. But he was the exact thing that Kansas City needed. Hands. I mean, but. Yeah. And then you got guys like Pacheco and Sky Moore. It's always at the end of the year you see these. And then Jarrett McKinnon for them was really good. All year. All year. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Pacheco broke out. Nine reception touchdowns or something by McKinnon. Yeah, he's just one of those little slash guys, man. He just seems to he's fast. He gets the ball on on those uh, end arounds and stuff, pitch outs. He he just moves. He's quick. And man, how good how good is Isaiah Pacheco? That dude runs with some oh, power. He runs with some power. He's elusive. Um, and and the Jets on him. I mean, he is fast. Yeah. <laughs> he really didn't emerge until the second half of the year, too. And that's what I'm saying. Like, where's he? He he comes from Rutgers. How long? Do you he... know who it reminds me of? Who? How how Cordell Patterson runs the ball. Okay. Just 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 like, don't let them get three or four steps on you because they're they're probably breaking for fifteen or twenty. Because the Eagles got a good front seven, but that that dude was he was running hard. I mean, they got a a great front seven, um, and I mean they've already been complaining that this was the uh, worst field they've ever played on. I mean, both teams had to play on the field, but. That's what that's what happens. I mean, Arizona has that stadium has great technology where they actually roll the field out from inside the stadium into the parking lot so it gets maximum sun and they grow the field out there. So the NFL had a great idea to grow a field in another location and then roll it in there just for the Super Bowl. 
So that was a field that had never been played on before, which seems like the the NFL should not have been. <laughs> they shouldn't have been doing that. Um, but man, Andy Reid has said he's coming back for coming back next season. I mean, I mean, why wouldn't he? He's he's got a well-oiled team. They play hard for each other, and they. It seems like they got a great bond with the coaching staff, and I mean, just the whole the whole atmosphere. And it, it's always going to be good when you're winning over and over again. And I mean, yeah. That- that always makes it feel good, and that always makes it feel like the culture's right. And that's it. you heard uh, Mahomes say that at, at, the, at the end of the game. Uh, he says, "It's just it's it's our culture. You know, we just win." Yeah, and we, we pull together. We figure things out. Yeah, and and they they won. And I mean, when I watched that game and how it ended, that's exactly why. A little bit of me always wanted to say, ah, well, it's the Chiefs. You can't count them out, and you can't. But I just thought that that Philadelphia defense was up for the task because, like I said, it's it's not a defense that showed much weakness throughout the season. When when I'm looking at how to how to get it better, I'm like, I mean, the defense did it all season long throughout the playoffs they held everybody i believe like to seven points or something but then patrick mahomes i mean everything about him he was born to be a athletic superstar and in college he had his choice where to become an athletic superstar he chose football. So now, after his celebration, after everything goes on, he goes on vacation and he gets to to relax until next football season. And it looks like their team's already set up to make a return. I mean, if him and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey are on the team... I almost feel like they're going to be able to plug anything in. You know those guys like Juju, McKinnon. I'm sure, like you said, culture. They like the culture there, and they're not going to be begging for that huge contract. I mean, I don't see many of their guys being like that. It's almost like they got rid of that guy. And now everybody else is. When they get when they get to the draft, do they even bother running, messing around with their offense? They just it seems like how much better could Kansas City be with a you know a short up defense? I mean, they they still gave up thirty five points. Yeah, I mean it was close. It was it came down yeah. to clock management at the very end of the game. I mean, people are gonna 
complained about that that holding call. It maybe it okay. wasn't the craziest uh, of holding calls. Maybe they were letting things like that happen the beginning, but it was a holding call and it happened. But a little better clock management and Jalen Hurts has a little bit of time. And I mean, he's good. I mean, Devontae Smith yeah. is what the Ravens thought Hollywood Brown was going to be. But he wasn't, obviously. But Smith is great. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, to be good. I mean, and then, so, so, I mean, there's, there's a good chance. How, how awesome would it be if we got these guys into, into the next Super Bowl? I don't want it to happen. Not at all, because obviously I want the Ravens there. But we'll see. I'm pretty sure the Ravens have uh, meetings with Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs, the offensive coordinator from the Chiefs, and the quarterback coach, I believe, from the Eagles. I can't remember his name, but I think they they have interviews with both those guys for offensive coordinator positions. <laughs> coming up in in the weeks to follow but I mean let me ask you guys you guys know I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan news came out yesterday that the Ravens would be willing to listen to trade offers for Lamar if there was a substantial amount of draft picks thrown their way. Jamie, as a uh, as somebody in the same division, what would you consider a substantial amount of draft picks? And do you think this is just just more? I mean, since since the Ravens got eliminated from the football season we've been hearing different trade rumors are these just rumors or i mean any team's going to listen to some kind of offers especially if they're throwing first round picks at you right yeah you're definitely going to listen but um my initial feeling is and this is no uh this is just initial feeling is um I'm not sure how much he's really worth in in a lot of in a in a lot of football situations like team wise. Yeah. Um, and man, I I've ta- I've I've been questioning it a little bit, and maybe I shouldn't. I've been questioning a little bit his end of the year actions, um, not playing. I, I think the Ravens' office might be on their verge of, okay, let's just see where we can go without Lamar. Yeah. That's just an initial thought and feeling. Now, is what is he worth? Well, he's been a winning quarterback. He hasn't been really well, done really well in the playoffs, which, which is one of those things that people analyze. What have you done in the big situations? I mean, the past... come up big in big games and made yeah. some 
unbelievable plays. There's no question that guy has some serious talent that most people don't have. <laughs> but he's nowhere to be found the but, past two years in the playoffs as well. And that's the thing, man. I, that That's where I go to it. And like I say, I think there's, in my mind, there's a limited offense that he can run and he's good at it. You know, he's, he, it's that yeah. RPO kind of seal, deal where he gets to use his legs. Um, but I'm sure somebody would be willing to give up uh, maybe a couple of picks to, to, to give him a go. Yeah, I could see it happening just because of, uh, of his winning nature. Yeah. <laughs> And I can I can see I could see a couple teams giving way too much up for him yeah. and that burning Lamar and that team in the end. Um I mean like you, you get, say if you get posed, the Ravens have you get posed, sorry, go ahead. The the Ravens have built their their team around him. I mean, that's the perfect situation for him to play. He could play well in a couple other situations, but if they're giving up so much for him, I feel like that's going to leave him high and dry. Uh, yeah, and and I feel like he can't really change what he does, right? Like you can't, go, yeah. get, he can't get somewhere and then change what his strengths are. Yeah, the the Colts can't pick him up and turn him into Peyton Manning, like. Exactly, You're gonna exactly. stand right here like a statue and throw, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, he he he's a good football player and he's gonna play well wherever he goes. But I think his best chance is staying with the Ravens. Yeah, are they gonna franchise tag him? I mean, those, those I are certain rumors that have been coming out. I mean, I'm hearing all kinds of rumors that. Trade draft picks uh, that they're franchise tagging him. That yeah. he's actually almost signed the contract. That they're just waiting to break the news. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna figure out within the next couple months, hopefully, because I mean, if if he's not gonna be there, they need to plan for something. I mean, yeah. they do have Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley on the roster still. <laughs> um, but, I mean, right now, I think Aaron Rodgers is heading down to Peru to start his four days of uh, dark his darkness isolation. So he's going to be put in a room for four days, total darkness, they're gonna slide them in food. I mean, what do you think Aaron Rodgers eats when I mean he's an NFL quarterback, a millionaire. What do you think he's eating when they're sliding it through a door in his dark room? He might be need to be careful about who's getting his food prepared. <laughs> Just sliding him one protein bar. Just a, a protein <laughs> <Yeah>. bar. <laughs> if he was yeah. if he was in Green Bay, it'd probably be just a block of cheese. Yeah. Roll that in there. So he's going into this isolation um, room 
mushroom tea. Um, <laughs> he he actually, <laughs> yeah, normally he probably would be, uh, but he <laughs> he said he wasn't gonna be doing any psychedelics no mushrooms no ayahuasca this time but but being locked in a completely dark room for four days um because there's no light at all he won't know what time it is or anything it's completely dark he can't see in there um but doing that for four days straight can cause hallucinations on on itself yeah. it your your body just starts producing uh chemicals to to, to hallucinate almost it, it's, it's crazy but he's going in there to figure out what he wants to do if he's ready to retire that's one of the thoughts on his mind if he is wants to be traded because Green Bay's up to look for a trade, but they're just waiting till he gets back. So within like five days, we might know a little more on Aaron Rodgers' situation. If you hear anything within the next four days about Aaron Rodgers' situation, just it's all rumors because he's locked in no technology, no nothing. I don't even know. Maybe a cot. Maybe a cot. Maybe not even a cot. Who, who knows? It's, Sleeping bag. I mean, it's <laughs> it's an intense form of uh, figuring something out. But I did hear that odds are he's going to play one more year because he doesn't want to... Uh, go into the football hall of fame with Tom Brady. So it's like he like, life problems. <laughs> life problems, you know. I'm not gonna retire this year because Tom Brady, my arch nemesis, is gonna be yeah. inducted. And I mean it, Brady's obviously a first-round Hall of Famer. Uh, Rodgers, I mean, he's Super Bowl quarterback, but so is Joe Flacco. Um, is Rodgers a first-rounder? Is that a little a touch arrogant of Aaron Rodgers to just assume that if he retires the same year as Tom Brady that he's going to get in? that year as well yeah i would say so i would say so i mean there there are a lot of great players out there and how many people do you get i mean we just went we just got the nominations for the hall of fame coming up and uh i was surprised that jared jared allen didn't make it this year so yeah oh i think if rogers plays another year we're gonna see brady come back out of retirement just to piss him off (laughs) (laughs) he's just gonna he's just gonna get him really really mad 
Like, no hilarious. way. Oh. Hey, and by the yeah. way, you said he said you said he's going to uh, Rogers will be in Peru, right? I, I believe that's saying? where he goes for all, all right. these uh, well, retreats that he's I, doing. I looked up the the six most popular Peruvian dishes, so that I, this might be what he's eating. Oh man, <laughs> we're back outside in our boba. Yeah, outside of boba tea and plantains. Oh, I love some oh. plantains. <laughs> Yeah, ceviche. I bet he eats a lot of ceviche. Mmm. <laughs> number one. <laughs> That's the number That's one. That's the number yeah. one Peruvian. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a little ceviche. I bet you it is yeah. what he's having. You know me. I'm a fact check it all. Yep. That's right. <laughs> the stuff we don't need to know. I'm fact checking. Fact checking it. <laughs> All right, I want to ask everybody to uh, stick around with us while we take a short break for some station identification and news. You're listening to the Bring It In Show on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. Trees are one of Chatham County's most treasured natural resources. Beyond their beauty and cultural significance, the impact of trees are far-reaching and compounding, spanning from economic benefits to health improvements to climate change resilience. Trees are woven into every aspect of our lives. Savannah Tree Foundation protects and grows Chatham County's urban forest through tree planting, community engagement, and advocacy. More information is available at savannatree.org. This is WRUU, your radio station. Each of our hosts is just like you. We're your friends, your neighbors, and your co-workers. We're Windsor Forest Radio, and Ardsley Park Radio, and Liberty City Radio, and Radio 4, and from every other part of Savannah, too. Like you, we can't keep going without covering expenses. So please help us by donating whatever you can. Go to WRUU.org and support your local radio station. Any amount is welcomed. Thank you for your support of WRUU. Hi, I'm Tim, the host of a show called Not Fade Away here on WRUU. Do you like the feeling of, oh, wow, I love this song and I haven't heard it in forever? Then join me on Friday afternoons from 1 to 2 p.m., I play forgotten hits and songs that were good enough to have been hits but never made it. Let's keep great music alive together. Not Fade Away, Fridays at 1 p.m. here on WRUU. Yes, it is that time again to support WRUU through your vote in the Connect Savannah Best of Savannah poll. It's easy. Go to the Connect Savannah website, www.connectsavannah.com, and click on the Best of Savannah voting image. Read the instructions and then scroll down and click the image labeled media. Vote for WRUU in the best local radio category. And if you see a favorite WRUU radio host, 
please vote for them as well. Vote now as voting ends at 11.59 p.m. on March 6th. Thank you for listening to and voting for WRUU in the Connect Savannah Best of Savannah poll. And we are back. Welcome into the Bring It In show. I'm Glenn Pierce, joined by Jamie, and we had Kels here for a second, but maybe he'll jump back in for a little bit. Um, uh, he gets kicked off every now and then out there. Every yeah, every now and then, and he pops in and um pops pops out. Uh, Jamie, on Yo. your uh, a little a little insight to the backstage the the behind the scenes of the Bring It In show. Jamie, when you see your uh, screen, do you have any controls on it? Can I have you, I have some controls. Can you let Kels like, in if he uh, pops oh, back in? Um, I don't know if I have that ability, but I could try. Okay. I think as you, you're the host, I don't know if I can do it unless you check, make me the host. Yeah, I've tried to uh, set some things up so that you could... Because right now my headphones are, they're a little far away. The cord doesn't really reach to where. All right, oh, all right, all right. right but it, yeah, the, the cord doesn't reach. So I, I thought I had uh, tried to give you permission to do things. but I'd be happy to let him in. <laughs> well, we got him in now. So, um, Man. Super Bowl's over. We got the draft coming up. I mean, draft isn't isn't coming up around the corner. Uh, but today is a very important day in the sports world. Do you know what it is? Know what it is, Jamie? Today's the important day? Today is is an important day and it has nothing to do with football is it it's it's still a little early for pitchers and catchers isn't it no it's not pitchers and catchers report for duty today, oh, today. pitchers and catchers report for duty and i had to get away from the microphone yeah. because i was so excited because this marks the, for me, the beginning, um, I've already read a way too early Orioles report because pitch, a, a pitchers and catchers report for duty today. But, Jamie, we've talked about it all last season. The Orioles have this slew of prospects coming up, this slew of young talent and... You know, they were they were down at Ed Smith Stadium last week. So the young prospects, I mean, obviously they're going to say good things, but supposedly all the young guys, they don't want to take days off and they're just trying to better better themselves. And there have been a lot of balls going outside of uh the spring training uh, park. So I'm super excited. Um, mm -hmm. You know, 
I'm I'm not gonna be ashamed to wear my orange and black and support the Orioles. But you guys know I'm never ashamed to wear it anyway. So but man, there's no time like when pitchers and catchers get to come to spring training because at this moment, I mean, it's anybody's season still. I mean, we got we got a long way to go to get through spring training and then baseball season's even longer. I mean, there are so many good teams out there. Obviously, the Yankees, they got Judge signed to that contract. He's the captain now. So you expect to only see better things come from him a year after he broke the Yankees home run record. And hopefully he can get their team behind them. I know that's what Jamie's hoping. Yeah, definitely. Um, never going to worry about their offense outside of injuries that get, get them, but hopefully they get their pitching staff put together. Yeah. It's really the big thing. And we'll see some guys are going to I know for the Yankees, a couple guys are starting on the, the injured list, but. We got some arms. Yeah, some arms. Uh, uh, did the Orioles sign anybody? Did the Orioles sign anybody offseason? I'm just trying to look it up. They've <clears throat> they've had a couple deals that went down. Um, let me see if I can pull pull it up. Let's see. Uh, Orioles transactions. They're projected. Trying to. Yeah, it doesn't look like they did. Yeah, not not. They traded. The Mets and got uh, McCann, the catcher, good catcher, paid way too much because he's going to come in to be a backup. But, I mean, a veteran backup is is better than uh, a rookie backup that's not going to be playing as much. Um, we got... Yeah, there's... Anthony Santander, that's my guy. I like him. Yeah. I think he's playing in the uh, World Baseball Classic, too. Probably. Which we got coming up here now that, I mean, some teams really don't like it. Some teams don't mind, but it's... uh, it's a little bit of a risky play for some of these guys coming into they come into spring training for like a week <laughs> maybe two and then they go off to uh warm up with their their home country for the world baseball classic but i mean you guys you got guys throwing gas 
in games that mean something during spring training when a lot of teams want you to be on a pitch count or maybe not throwing like hitting 101 or anything like that like yeah let's let's work you into throwing as as hard as you can so but it's it's usually a good entertaining uh i like it what about you jamie oh yeah yeah I, you know I, I definitely like getting it out there um it's amazing that there's 20 teams. You wouldn't expect that around the world. Team Italy playing in Pool A. <clears throat> you just never expect to hear that. Yeah. But no, this is a, this is cool. It's cool. I it, I get the disruptions, and I understand. There's you know some people opt out of it even to to not play. Yeah. Uh, because the team restrictions and things like that, or you know, coming off an injury and are on pitch counts and stuff but yeah man i'm i'm all for some baseball this is a good competition and um man once you start seeing some of those um dominican republic teams and those guys play man that that is so much fun baseball yeah that's i mean that's that's why i wanted to see what you thought because i i like it because it's not necessarily um restricted it's there's mm-hmm. flair i mean the latin american teams they're there to the fans are there to have a good time dancing in the stadiums playing music and and it's not so uptight and stuffy there it's it's what yeah. the bananas want it's the fun atmosphere the bananas want maybe not maybe not that crazy but I mean, well, and the it's, the other side of that too is um, we see a lot of uh, Asian background players. Yeah. So now we're getting, and we just see little bits and pieces. We don't get to see a lot of that baseball, the Japanese league, uh, Chinese Taipei leagues, that yeah, per, the Korean league. We get to see some of these guys, and where some of you know guys like you, Darvish, come from, and Shohei Otani. Yep. Um, so yeah, that it is. It's just kind of, you know, it's good for the game to spread out the culture. The game has gotten worldwide. So that that's the beauty of this. Yeah, and I mean, uh, if if I'm not the mistaken, I feel either. like I feel like Japan or someone won the last one. I feel like, or they were at least in like the finals. So I mean, sports growing like wildfire as it's slowly dying in America. Some people say. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's dying in America. But there's so many choices in America to play sports that maybe it's not gonna be as strong as Latin America or or over in Asia anymore. But Yeah, let's see here. Checking out the uh it starts on March 8th. Check out the USA team roster. Yeah, I had some rosters pulled up. But yeah, it's it starts on the 8th with a matchup between the Netherlands and Cuba. 
I'm going to have to go with Cuba on that game. I, I've never, never seen anybody uh, from the Netherlands play baseball. Or not that I know of, so... <laughs> Oh, I like seeing that Ken Griffey Jr. is the hitting coach. The oh, team, yeah? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, looking for big things this year. Ready for baseball to get going now. Yeah. Yep. You got baseball going on. The Falcons start their season. The Savannah Falcons start their season. Uh, with a home game the 25th of February, and then we're loading up to the Savannah Clover's debut professional, first professional season. That debut is going to be April 1st. So, I mean, big things happening around here. As we all know, the Savannah Bananas have left the CPL, one angry fan and he he's got to be I didn't they didn't list his name but he's been reaching out because he's really mad about the bananas leaving their baseball league and I don't know if it's really? just public uh if if anybody can go get it or not but he he's saying they're in breach of their contract because in their contract it says things like they have to have at least 20 home games a season, which, I mean, when you look at how many games they've had, they have a lot more than 20 home games because they don't just play in the cpl so i mean playing in the cpl they would get those 20 home games but they have all their banana ball games exhibition games just games that they make up so they play probably over twice as many times as they're supposed to but it does also say they are required to stay in a baseball league I think that a wording in their contract like that was because nobody saw how big this was going to get, how big the Savannah Bananas were actually going to be. Um, I guess no, they, they really didn't believe in Jesse's vision, but normally if a team drops out of their baseball league, then they're going under. Um, they're, they're not going to be, I mean, what other team in the world has ever dropped out of their baseball league and scheduled more games that were non-league games? I think, I think that's why that little bit was put in their contract, because if you lose your baseball league, you lose your business almost. You're scrambling to try to get your team in another league so that you can have games. The Bananas have been selling that stadium out more than the Sand Nats ever did. More than anybody ever has. 
I don't see why somebody would get their feelings hurt over a growing popular business unless they just really hate Banana Ball. They don't like these new rules. There's always going to be somebody not happy about changing anything. Yeah. The, uh, I think is some, someone who represents the city said they looked over the contract and couldn't find any way that the Savannah Bananas were in breach of that contract. So it doesn't look like it's going to move forward like this guy wants it to. I mean, I think he wants like a lawsuit and either the Bananas leave Grayson Stadium or they join another baseball league. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, man, I could be wrong, but I thought that that the Bananas purchased Grayson Stadium. Is that not right? Yes, not. No, they just purchased... um, There was a building right across the street from Grayson Stadium... I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It used to be a furniture store, and then it moved to uh, uh, art gallery slash craft slash antique shop, kind of. And I just heard like a week or two ago that the Bananas bought that so that they can move all their business stuff over there and stop working out of the trailers at Grayson Stadium. So, I mean, they're a successful business and they're not planning on going anywhere. They're just, they're just trying to uh, give themselves a little more room in their office area. Yeah, they're getting set for their world tour, those bananas. <clears throat> yeah. So, a lot of places. Oh, play at Legends Field in Kansas City. Is that where they're going? Is that where they're starting their tour? No, no, that's that's way out in April or something. Okay. Uh, starting February. Well, is that right? Yeah, it looks like February. This weekend, this next weekend, they're playing in West Palm Beach. Okay. Oh, that's actually that's the party animals. The party animals are playing there, or the bananas are playing the party animals there. Exactly, that's who it is. The party animals at the Savannah Bananas at West Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, okay. Man, the party animals can't even get a home game in West Palm Beach. I would think that would be their kind of uh, city. Where they would get the uh, home field advantage. Yeah, right? That's how they do plays. Just play party animals. The party animals. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the Harlem Globetrotters on a diamond. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's entertaining, and it's something that, nobody's seen and i mean the way that the crowd can be 
intertwined in the game, either dancing, helping out as a coach, um, catching an out. I mean, it just it just makes it that much better. So for all your enter- baseball entertainment needs. So that's that's what we got going on. Maybe we can get some reports from uh, spring training next week. Oh, how to how to forget that LeBron, highest scoring player in NBA history. You know who's the highest play, scoring player in um, NFL history? Anybody got a uh, guess? Ben, is it the kicker? <laughs> yep. Tom Brady. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, his, his kicker. Oh, it's a kicker? It's a kicker. It's, it's Brady's kicker. That's awesome. Uh, Vinatieri. That's right. He's Brady's kicker, and he was uh, Peyton Manning's kicker. So, I mean, that's something. Kevin Durant's a part of the Suns. Kyrie's down with the Mavs. Looking nice. I mean, they look good. I think they lost their first game that they played together, him and Donick. But they look good together. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens around the NBA now that They've uh, oh, yeah. made their trades, and I mean, it's almost like a whole new look out there. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that. Yeah, gonna have to break down some basketball. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell back to the Lakers. <laughs> the, the Lakers. Everybody Man. out there, make sure. You're not tuning in on the radio, just on the radio. Tune in on the radio, tune in on Facebook Live so you can see us. And uh, everybody have an awesome week out there. Go get them. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. The viewpoints expressed in the preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff.